0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes the day truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred. May 27th. On July 1st, 1936, the keel, or the bottommost longitudinal structural element, was laid down in Hamburg, Germany with the construction number BV509. Nearly three years later, on February 14th, 1939, a Tuesday, the launching ceremony was held with 60,000 people in attendance. Only official photographers were allowed to take photos, and Adolf Hitler gave a pre-launch speech ending with, May the spirit of the Iron Chancellor be with them. May it accompany them on their joyful journeys in times of peace, and may it also, in times of peril, guide them in the hours of their utmost call to duty. With these fervent wishes, the German nation salutes its new battleship Bismarck. The crowd cheered and then, after it had calmed, Frau Dorothea von Lohenfeld christened the whole, saying, By order of the Fuhrer and the Reich's Chancellor, I name you Bismarck. Moments later, the breaking chocks were freed and hydraulic jacks pushed, and the Bismarck glided down its ramp and hit the water for the first time. The German national anthem was drowned out by cheers. It would be the last capital ship to launch from the Blohm and Voss shipyard. From here, it was moved to the equipping pier, where boilers, turrets, and other parts of the superstructure would be installed, including plates of armored belt. By September 1939, war had started, but despite this, construction was not rushed and continued as scheduled. The first crew members did not begin to assemble on board until April 1940. 2,062 officers and men were brought on board to familiarize themselves with equipment and begin their training while the ship continued to be worked on and completed. And then on August 24, 1940, the ship was ready to be commissioned and entered active service. It had taken four years to get to this point, and less than a year later, the battleship Bismarck would be at the bottom of the ocean. But we're not there yet. In order to talk about the Bismarck, we have to first talk about the HMS Hood. On the morning of May 19th, 1941, the Bismarck, now commanded by Admiral Gunther Lutjens, slipped into the Baltic Sea accompanied by the Prince Eugen, a heavy cruiser. They set out into the North Atlantic in order to attack Allied convoys that would carry oil, food, and supplies, crossing from the United States to Great Britain. Nazi leaders were hopeful that their state-of-the-art unsinkable battleships would sever the Allied line and force the British into submission. The Allied forces heard that these two ships were out there, so the British dispatched a fleet to track them down, two ships in particular being the HMS Prince of Wales and the previously mentioned HMS Hood, which was the pride of the Royal Navy. So these opposing battleships were out to get each other. And they would eventually meet on May 24th, 1941. Which, according to an I Like History article, is a bad day to be a ship, because ship happens. Side note, in 1881, the ferry Princess Victoria sank near London, Ontario, Canada, killing 200. It's May 24th, and the Hood and the Prince of Wales are out looking for German ships to intercept and they attempted to sneak up on the Bismarck by skating through the Greenland-Iceland Gap, where they could use the Sunset Angle to hide in the dark side of the German ships, but this plan failed. The British fleet was spotted, and the Bismarck knew that the Hood was vulnerable to certain hits. While the Hood fired on the Prince Eugen, they thought it was the Bismarck, the Prince of Wales fired on the actual Bismarck. If you remember from a few minutes ago, the Bismarck was a newer and faster ship, although not as powerful as the Hood. The Prince of Wales managed to hit the battleship three times, damaging it, but Bismarck fired at the Hood, hitting its deck, then fired at the Hood's main mast, igniting its magazines, and setting off an explosion that not only caused the ship to sink in a matter of minutes, but also took over 1,400 lives. The Prince Eugen was not hit, and the Prince of Wales determined that its best course of action was to turn away under the cover of smoke and to continue to trail the German ships. The Hood had been sunk, but the Bismarck did not escape the battle unscathed. It had been hit by the Prince of Wales, and despite its increased armor, one of the shells had pierced two oil tanks. Damage was minimal, but Bismarck was now leaking fuel some, 1,000 tons were now unavailable. The senior officers advised to return to Germany, but this was ignored, and the decision was made to separate the Prince Eugen and the Bismarck in hopes that the British fleet would stop following the injured battleship. But as the Prince Eugen broke away, the fleet kept its eyes on the Bismarck, and a chase ensued. The Bismarck was headed to German occupied France but after being spotted, torpedo planes were launched against it. These planes were spotted and fired upon as Luteans ordered for an increase of speed in an effort to escape. The three ships that were following Bismarck, the Suffolk, the Norfolk, and the Prince of Wales, then began to zigzag as they feared U-boats. Luteans saw this as an opportunity to break free and increase speed while turning starboard in a loop, breaking contact. The Bismarck would maintain this course, and congratulatory letters came in including one from Hitler to Lutians. The crew then constructed a second funnel in hopes of confusing the enemy should they be found again. On the 26th of May, while approaching the French coast, 31 hours after breaking contact, the Bismarck was spotted again. Torpedo planes were once again dispatched, hitting the ship at least twice, causing damage to the ship's steering and causing flooding. The Bismarck was in such bad shape that Admiral Lutian sent out the message, Ship unable to maneuver. We will fight to the last shell. Long live the Führer. It was after this aerial attack that the erratic course of the Bismarck brought it within nine miles of the Sheffield. Bismarck opened fire but was not able to hit Sheffield, instead only managing to fight it off. The Sheffield's radar was damaged by splinters, and so they radioed the approximate location of the German ship. However, now that Bismarck's starboard had been damaged, its steering gear had been wrecked, and the rudder was jamming. Because of this, it was sailing in circles at less than 8 knots. The only upside for Luteans was that the night's darkness would provide some cover. Despite this, destroyers would go on to attack the German battleship throughout the night in heavy seas, rain squalls, and low visibility. The year was 1941, and on this day, May 27th, the German battleship Bismarck was sunk. Destroyers shadowed the damaged ship. The Norfolk was joined by the Rodney and the King George V, and the three ships opened fire. The Bismarck returned fire, but by 931 its guns stopped, disabled by British fire or by shells exploding in the barrel. Bismarck had lost fighting capability, and despite the Rodney firing from a point-blank range of 2,700 meters, the Bismarck stayed afloat, but its crew was abandoning ship. At around 10.15, the Dorsetshire was ordered to fire two torpedoes at the Bismarck, which hit, but showed no effect. A third was fired and hit the port side, and the German battleship began a heavy list to port. Water reached its upper deck, and at approximately 10.40, the Bismarck capsized and sank. Of its crew of 2,200, only 115 survived. It was a failure for Germany as its most feared battleship was lost, but the British, despite the loss of the Hood, used the sinking as an opportunity for propaganda. The wreckage of the Hood was discovered in 2015 in the North Atlantic in an expedition funded by Paul Allen. The wreckage of the Bismarck was found by Dr. Robert Ballard, who located the Titanic. June 8th, 1989. I watch a YouTuber by the name of Ron Caverly, and in his most recent series of videos, he has spent almost a year and a half now building a model of the Bismarck. So when I saw this come up, I knew I had to do it. I'm going to link his channel in the description so you can check it out if you want. And that's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps me steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all if you're watching this on YouTube you can find the audio version on your podcast app of choice you can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club and as always I want to thank the Tim Kreitz band for our musical theme a special thanks to Tim Kreitz who helped me with some of the pronunciations which I still butchered and thank you for listening we'll see you next time